Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of On the Break. We got a special Easter Day uh, update for you guys here in the playoffs. We got the whole squad in with uh, J Mac and Josh. First round is in uh, full swing, fellas. How's it going? Feeling pretty good. Feeling not as good. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Josh. I feel bad for T- you, man. Typical so- sentiment of the uh, the OKC fan. Yeah, and, and Boston fan. <laughs> and any Boston yeah. sports fan, really. God, dude. Is it not- boring winning championships being a Boston for- sports fan? I've always wondered that. Like, dude, it's been a while. It's been like 90 days since we won a championship, so it's starting to itch again, you know? It's one of those <laughs> things. Dude, I'm about three- to exit this uh, video chat right the, now. The three-peat would be pretty cool, though. The way you guys are going, man, it's looking uh, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, wild, though. Yeah, no, I, I've watched a lot of that OKC series as well, and I've, I've definitely felt for Josh, uh, especially when it comes to Billy Donovan. Dude, I'll I'll coach I'll coach him for two hundred thousand a year. I'll at least put Cantor to defend the pick and roll, dude. This is <laughs> unbelievable, man. I can't believe that we can't punish them for having that guy on the court. He's this is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean he's I'll, a terrible defensive that. player. Yeah, you have to punish that, dude. If you have somebody on the court that is playing significant minutes, it doesn't matter as much if they're coming off the bench, but it's playing significant minutes and is guarding starting players. Like and you know that they're going to get offensive rebounds on the end. You know they're going to score on the other end, but they can't. They're very weak on the defensive side. You have to punish them for that. You have to get them off the court somehow. We haven't done it. He's just so angry about it. And I love it. It's I'm so I will, mad, dude. I will no say no jokes. This one. I will say that if we got you to coach the team for two hundred thousand dollars a year, it'd be great for the show. I mean, it'd be great publicity for the show. I think you're selling yourself short because I have to pull up Billy Donovan's salary, but it's probably around, what, $2 million? So you're definitely one-tenth of the coach Billy Donovan is. Well, when whenever, like, I'll get another contract renegotiation next year, I'm expecting to be the highest-paid coach in the league, right? <laughs> oh, so yeah, without I'll a doubt. For it. Yeah. yeah. It's baby steps. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I like you're, it. You're definitely better than Tyron Lou or Mike Brown, and they've gotten – opportunities they shouldn't have so who, the, who's to say you won't are the, Dude, La- are the lakers really gonna hire him by the way does it so- it kind of sounds like god it. it's like i mean yes yes because everything the are. lakers are doing is a complete shit show so i think they probably will they'll, they'll probably end up they'll keep palenka and they'll hire tyron Lou, and then they'll be like 20 and 44 at all-star break or 20 and 24 at all-star break and then they'll fire palenka and it's just yeah, I see a uh, I see a forest fire for the Lakers. I don't I don't see an Anthony Davis sign, and that's no. something we'll focus on in the in the summer. And I'm sure we'll get more information by then. But it's start. I'm starting to feel really really grim about LeBron's chances to win a championship. Oh, you also got to throw in there that Jimmy Butler will be in the mix in there somewhere. I mean, yes. Once again, not surprising. <laughs> let's just let's just bring everyone in that makes no sense to win a championship. Yeah, no, it's, it's a wild scene. It's a wild scene. But, <laughs> we figured we'd bring another episode uh, for you guys that we're going to try to do one every four or five, six days, kind of as the playoffs go on and keep you guys updated on what we're seeing. And, you know, we, we won't have to do it game by game, but we want to kind of break it down series by series and figure we'll just start out here on, on the West Coast and uh, look at that Golden State Clippers game, which they just wrapped up game four where Golden State won. I think they won by like 10 or 11 at the end there and uh, make it 3-1 going back home where – I mean, I assume they they finish it off there. I would think so. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're going back home, and they just – there was a point where – like, whenever you – the Clippers got up by nine, which was the biggest lead of the um, of the entire series, and then Golden State just steamrolled them the rest of the game. So, like, that to me is just like sticking the dagger in somebody's heart, and they're going back with all the confidence in the world. They're going to close it out. They're going to be about 20 at home. Yeah, I, I don't see any problem with that. Really yeah, Vegas don't. will probably have them as about a 15-point favorite in that game because, you know, they're all they're all just really starting to click or at least, you know, when one guy's off. Like, Steph had a pretty quiet game today. What did he finish with, Josh? He told me a minute ago. Like, I thought he finished with, like, uh, let me double-check it, but at one point he was, like, one for 13 or something. like Right, one for right. Seven. So it he did really not have bad. a typical Steph Curry game, and Clay went off with, like, 27 in the first half. Yeah, 27 in the first half. Um, on he's like going to do that. 13 shots. On 13 shots. And, he, yeah. and he's going to do that once, maybe even twice in a seven-game series. So he's going to do it once or twice a series almost every time. And they're going to win 99% of those games. So it's yeah. just kind of scary where you're like, fuck, we have two of the top four best scores in the league with Steph and KD. 
And then, oh, by the way, there's this other guy that might end the game on you every three or four games. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's still so fluid, right? It's it's insane. I mean, I, I really am looking forward to, I mean, what feels like an inevitable Houston and Golden State matchup in the next round. Uh, it's a shame it's going to have to be in the second round, but I guess it doesn't really matter either way. They have to, they're going to have, Houston's going to have to go through them, but that's going to be a hell of a series the way these teams are coming on. Man, you're not kidding. I think that's going to be the most impressive matchup because, I mean, they have just throttled Utah like bad. I can't believe they were ever underdogs in any game. I took them on the money line the other night just because I thought, like, wow, this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah, like what made anyone in Vegas think that Utah – you think Utah's just going to win because of the the crowd and, you know, Ricky Rubio? Like, yeah, Donovan no. Mitchell, he, he had a lot of points last night. I think he finished, like, 32 or 34, but, like – too, way too many shots. He's kind of out of control, almost like Westbrook style. Um, he just hasn't impressed me and stepped up as much as he was need, needing to. He's going to have to match Harden in this series, and it just hasn't happened. And, you know, there's some controversial calls in the end of last night's game, but Utah hasn't done anything to show me show me life in this series. Vegas was closer than I think than I think I would have given him credit for before it. But James Harden shot 15% from the field going into Utah. So that's like, that's a big deal. And they still won. So I, I think they close it out on Utah's home court. But um, anytime that you can hold James Harden at 22 points on 20 shots, like, and that's crazy, dude. That's like anyone else that's a, not a horrible, horrible box score, for, but for James Harden, he's so efficient that it's really bad. Um, anytime you can hold him to that, you have to win that game. And John or Donovan Mitchell went 33% for the field. That was really his game to win. So that was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, Harden was 0 for 10, and I'm sitting there at the bar, and, I'm, like, they're down 4, and Harden's 0 for 10. Like, how does Utah think they have a chance in this game? Right, because yeah. he's going to heat up eventually. <laughs> right. Which he did like, in the fourth James quarter. Harden will score at some point. He had 14 uh, in the fourth quarter and won him that game. So, like, I think he he had, what did he have, 6 before or 8 before going into the fourth quarter? 8 yeah. through the first three quarters and then 14 in the fourth quarter on six shots. Yeah, that, that won't Good happen boy. again. No. But before we move on from Golden State Clippers, I do I do think the clip I want to say I think the Clippers are better than and that's not a hot take, but I think the Clippers are better than people are giving them credit for. Yeah. Uh, me, Josh mentioned it earlier, and I've talked about it on here. Shea Gil, Gilgis Alexander really really stepped up. He looked pretty good today, and he's just been a good rookie. Yeah. He wasn't a top ten pick. I think he was like twelfth in the lottery, but um, he's a guy that at six six, long wingspan, good vision, good passer. Can, can handle the ball, create his own shot, play defense, like kind of checks the box in every way to be above average everywhere. So I think he has maybe all-star potential, but definitely will be a good, good player in the league. And of course, you, you know, Lou Williams is Lou Williams. This is tough. And Montrez Harrell is playing out of his mind. It's a, it's a tough Clippers team. It's still not going to matter ultimately, obviously, but it, no, there, but I, like if everyone's as, like, oh man, Golden State maybe doesn't look as impressive. I think that's a tough eight seed. Like I think people are discounting the. Cl- I think overwhelming majority of people I'm talking to um, are discounting how good the the Clippers are. What happens if what what would in your mind happen if the Clippers were to play Houston in a seven game series? I think Houston would win in in five probably. Ah, uh, dude, I think it would probably go to like six or seven games. Six or seven. Yeah. Really, I think I, so. <laughs> The formula yeah, for when you can't win in basketball is to turn it into a boxing match, and that's what the Clippers have done. They have just grit and grinded this entire time, and that's yes. the reason why they, they got that 30-point comeback is because the Warriors weren't ready. Specifically, Kevin Durant wasn't ready for the amount of intensity that Patrick Beverly was going to bring at him and that all of them were going to bring at him. You know, like Montrezl Harrell is averaging 22 points a game in this in this series. <laughs> so he's coming off the bench. He's playing amazing. Um, you're exactly right. Shea Gilders is, is awesome. Justin, you said this, you've been saying this for a while and I've never really believed you prior to this series, really, just because I've seen him do it in regular season and thought they don't have really have a score that there's no way that they're going to do anything in the playoffs and win a game. But you said the Clippers are more, uh, um, more appealing to you than the Lakers for a free agency destination. Yeah, absolutely. I'm starting, I'm starting to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They're sit. They're yeah. situ- It's the same city. They're sit. They have uh, somehow a better coach and a better roster, and a similar, the same arena. For Christ's sake, right, like, right. Like place. you're still, yeah. You don't have the brand, but that brand isn't what it was 20, 15 years ago. You know, it's it's exactly. just different. Like the Clippers have 
been the more relevant team over the last 10 years or since the Lakers won their last ring. And yeah. like I said, same city, same building. I don't, see why, I, I don't not. see why you like if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm going to the Clippers over L.A. Yeah. Um, last thing I did want to say about Golden State, though, just watching today's game. The the chemistry or like the camaraderie just seems different. Like, I don't feel like they're having as much fun when they're playing yeah. as they have over the past two or three years. Definitely Golden not. State isn't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. But I mean, that's to be expected at this point. Right. I mean just given where we are in the whole process of that whole situation. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, KD's- I mean, I guess that's happened with all the good teams, like, but it was just different. So like, if you look at the run that, you know, Jordan and Pippen and the bulls went on and Kobe and Shaq, I'm sure by their final championship, they were looking like this too, where it's almost just like going through the motions. Yeah. But those guys are more just a, about the business type of guys. And that's how those relationships and teams were, where Golden State seemed like like friends in a family type of environment three or four years ago. It doesn't feel like that anymore. No, definitely not. I think I think they I honestly think they see the writing on the wall for KD leaving. Yes, a hundred percent. And you could tell us the the relationship with Steph and Clay is about about the same, but KD seems like the the outcast a little bit because yeah. I think he does have a foot out the door. Yeah. yeah, and like between him and Draymond, especially, they don't seem to interact or don't seem that they give each other high fives whenever there's a good pass, but I, you don't really see them interact after that. Well, and the rest of those weren't, they all kind of came up together. I think that's always been the difference. And Katie's right. always kind of been the outside guy. One funny thing I thought about, we haven't recorded since this happened. I think the night we recorded last was whenever they had the 31-point the comeback. And I just love how many people jumped off the Golden State bandwagon at the very first sight of immediately, oh, immediately of two quarter, a quarter and a half of yeah. basketball. So those eighteen minutes were unacceptable. These guys will never win a championship again. <laughs> yes, like everybody's like, "Oh my god, I think Houston will take them down in six games." And it's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, wait a I minute." I did come on here and say that I think Houston is going to beat them in the next round, and part of part of that is just me being going against the grain and wanting to see Golden State lose. But sure. I'm not saying that because I'm worried about Golden State. I'm saying that because I'm that damn impressed by Houston. Right. I, uh, I'm i I'm off the Warriors are unstoppable bandwagon for sure. There were um, tonight two players in the starting five that had minus or bad plus minuses. Number one was Bogut with a minus eight. And number two is Steph, who had a historically bad game for his for his career in the playoffs. Um, I, the reason why I'm off the, the Warriors are unstoppable bandwagon is because you're gonna have to play that guy. That's minus eight, um, big, t- significant minutes. He played 21 and then the bigs that came in Kavon Looney played 18 minutes. And then that's the only other real big that they have on the team. So they got two, it's, unless you call Draymond a big, but Bogut, yeah. who was minus eight played 21 and then Kavon Looney played 18 and Andre Iguodala, just because they're so not deep. Had to play 26 minutes. That dude's yep. 50. Way too old to be playing that many minutes. Because you you want him fresh for the finals or, you know, for at least especially the next round. But those are all good points. And, I mean, it tells us what I think we all knew, that the boogie injury was going to be significant. But correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, you're still taking them over Houston in the next series until you see them lose a series, right? I mean, it's really easy for Don't me to, this. after they lose a series, to take Houston. Don't do that. Don't um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm quoting you from last from last episode. Justin, yeah. so you say all that, but you don't do this, Josh. Please don't do it. You won't, you won't hop do on it. the Houston train with me, though. Um, only because of home court. I either have Houston in six or Golden State in seven. I don't think I don't think they can close it out on each other. I don't think Houston's home court. home court is that that impressive, anyways. I mean, the difference is like away feels different than home court. Like the ball doesn't go in as much in any away situation. Like, right. But I mean, like, it's just, you shoot, you, you shoot lower percentages away. And like, this is what golden state is going to have to do now because they're playing decent defense. They just have to outshoot people now. Um, didn't, didn't Houston go over 27 in that game seven? Wasn't that on their home court last year though? It was. So we'll it's, see. We'll I mean, see. I don't but, know why we would, I mean, I don't know why we're getting away from the logic of of counting out Golden State until they've lost at this point because they've shown that all these things, all these little holes that seem to spring up and all these little leaks that come out don't fucking matter. They still win. It just doesn't matter. Yep. They have not had another team as good as the Bucks 
in the league since since they've won the first championship, though. I agree with that. Yeah, that's definitely a strong agree. Yeah. Uh, so if you told me next series was the Bucks and, and Golden State, I might genuinely take the Bucks. Mm. I think I think I'd take Houston over the Bucks right now too. Houston looks really really good. Yeah, it's 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 close, but I mean, do we need to say anything else about Houston and Utah series? Can we move past no, that? Yeah, one? I mean, it's been, it's been oh, pretty disappointing. Well, like Houston to me is just like the same or maybe a slightly better version of what Memphis was like six to eight years ago, where it's like we're just going to be like the five, six, seven seed and be irrelevant and not get big name free agents and just kind of hang out in the top. The Jazz? Yeah, the Jazz. Okay, That's yeah, what Utah yeah. is right now. Yeah. Is what I, I thought you said was six to eight years ago. Yeah, I agree, except for they have Donovan Mitchell. Um, and he'll he'll continue to develop into uh, I think he'll develop into a more more than twenty seven point per yeah, game player. That's yeah. a bigger star than Conley or Gasol, so that's yeah. true. Or Zach Randolph. What's his contract um, situation like? He's still on his rookie contract. Yeah, rookie so I mean he could yeah, walk right a, out the I mean, door it's on his him. second second year. I mean, it wouldn't be like the first time someone's walked right out the door on him. So I mean uh, if they're gonna middle around like that, I think they I think they need to do a decent, a better job of putting more players around someone like that, not Ricky Rubio. Yeah, they've yeah. got Rudy Gobert is a, a disappointment to me. Like his offense, so we talk about like Ben Simmons having no offense, which we'll get to that later, buddy, and how that's blasphemy to me. But Rudy Gobert's offense is terrible. Like he's getting outplayed by Clint Capella in the series. He is, um, and a lot of it's because. Clint Capella has to guard Donovan Mitchell going to the rim, and Rudy Gobert has to guard James Harden going to the rim, which is night and day. Like, it's different. No, no, no. Um, and and but, Gobert's defense has been fine, and that is different. But, like, as good as of a defensive player as he is and as good of a rebounder he is, I don't know if his poor offensive game makes up or made up by those other things. Like, it's that much of a – his offense is such a red flag. I, he's one of my least favorite players in the NBA to watch because he just smokes 18-footer – or 18-inchers. Like – be two feet from the rim and just have to drop the ball in there and fuck it up. Yeah. And it's constant too. Yeah. There's no, oh, by the way, Donovan Mitchell, it's a Donovan Mitchell's third year option exercised by the jazz. So they had a team option. So of course they, they exercised that. So next year after they have another year, team, they'll get paid. Yeah. They have another team option, but generally in that fourth year, a team's going to come in and do a qualifying offer or a long-term plan. For right. Them. Okay. Yeah. So he's got, he no, got paid so- three, one last year, three, six this year. He's getting five, one on the team option next year. And he could get seven, one that fourth year, but at Josh's point to keep him happy, I'm sure Utah will probably open up there. And I mean, Donovan Mitchell, what's, I mean, what, what are you looking at? Like five for one, one fifty, give him 30 mil a year. Dude, somebody. Yeah, like, I don't know if he qualifies for that as a. Yeah, I don't know what the well, CBA he, is since it's off his rookie contract, but maybe like yeah, maybe no, like a he, four for one hundred four. But you're you're maxing him out. Yes, sure. you have to. But I don't know that Utah is going to be able to do that or is going to want to do that at that point. I, I don't know. I don't see. They don't have a choice. I mean, to Josh's point that he's made on on the pod because he's really high on Donovan Mitchell. He's the closest thing to Dwayne Wade that we've seen since Dwayne Wade, and I think you. You let you already let Gordon Hayward walk, which might have not been a terrible choice for his contract, well, but yeah, I don't think I mean, you can let Donovan Mitchell walk out that door because then you just blow it up. You know who the Mavericks are going to need in like a year as a shooting guard. Wow, you think you think that Donovan Mitchell is going to go to the Mavericks? He would fit in nicely. They yeah, I mean, he's a superstar. They always fit in nicely. I would love to put in at least max him. No way, zero percent chance that Utah doesn't at least try to max him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but maybe the Mavericks situation is is sexier to him because doesn't I mean I, Donovan Mitchell seems like a guy to me that wants to win. Yeah, that's what so I'm saying. It, it depends. I don't think he's unhappy there. Um, but you have to. The thing with with the Max is the reason why rookie contracts are so are so big is because one, you have bird rights, so you can actually pay him more than anybody anywhere else. Um, two, you have the ability to to offer him a max prior to anybody else being able to offer him a max. He would have to, to get a max from Dallas or from anywhere, go into the summer not having uh, – or with his team and risk his team opting him in. Well, yeah. Uh, right. I mean, they'll just ma- – I mean, if he goes to restricted free agency, they'll just match the offer and he stays for one more year. And then after that, it's up to them to negotiate a deal. But, I mean, say that money's not the most important thing. I mean, we've seen plenty of examples how the Supermax just doesn't matter to certain people. Yep. I.e. Kevin Durant. But, but the difference between – that and then going somewhere else is because in the fourth year they still have another or 
third year, excuse me, they still have another year of team option where it's like four, five million versus somewhere sure. else. It's like 30 million or so he could either be making 30 million or he could be making another year of five million. Well, wait, million. so next year he'll be a restricted free agent, right? So not this coming summer, but next summer he'll be restricted. Yes. Okay. So I was off on the years on one year. My bad. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's like, after you become Coming unrestricted, after, the team doesn't it does, the team doesn't have any kind of recourse whatsoever. Yeah, generally superstars stay with the same team that they're on because they have that ability to make twenty million a year a year earlier. Yeah, like right. they generally don't. Make, even Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook all stayed. I can't and then think you of leave a, after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Anthony Davis stayed. I can't think. I can't think of off the top of my head a superstar rookie that didn't sign with this team the first time. Can yeah, you, you, you resign with your team and then you smoke a three one series lead and then you leave to the champions yeah exactly to the team that you that you lost to only option you have uh (laughs) what do you guys think about this denver the denver san antonio series as as we i know josh you're you're on denver and i think justin you may have been on a a seven game series either way or or on san antonio too but i think we all knew this was going to be a good series and it's clearly the most competitive or balanced even though it hasn't been sexy to really watch uh, real quick, Josh. By the way, Gord, uh, Gordon Hayward did that where he left his team. Oh, really? Yep. From Utah? Yeah. Gonna have to watch the Utah. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't even think about that. No, it's debatable uh, how that worked out on dude, the other just, side. But that's let's just point. start trying to get Donovan yeah. Mitchell on the Mavs, man. Like You're our fans you. are way more likely to say less dumb shit than the Utah fans. <laughs> that's almost, our first pitch. There's almost yeah. There's almost no question there. Denver, yeah. San Antonio, though, man. That's like, I I still I think that game goes seven. That's a huge win for Denver last night because yeah it was we get they get they reestablish home court and i mean if you lose that game you're probably losing that series i don't know if there's a stat on how many 3-1 series greg popovich has not won but i'm pretty sure he's 100 percent in those when he's up 3-1 and that would have been just a huge just momentum killer and deflation for that city and that fan base if they get you know second seed competing for the one seed really to the end there and then get bounced in the first round That'd be rough. Greg Popovich is better than Billy Donovan. There's no doubt uh, about that. Speaking of losing three ones, um, but nonetheless, <laughs> Josh uh, is into saying really obvious things today, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, Denver, I don't. I disagree that it hasn't been sexy because there's nothing sexier than a guy that's 40 pounds overweight dropping 29, 12, and eight. Um, and that happened last night with Jokic. So that was pretty sexy to me. Yeah. <laughs> he played it out of his mind. He at times, like I think. It might have been Paul Pierce that said this. Um, he said that Jokic needs to stop passing. No, it was Shaq. Uh, he said Jokic needs to stop passing so much and go score. And he said if he drops 32 this game, I guarantee the win. And he came darn close to it. I agree that, like, when Jokic has his back to the basket, he has as good a post moves as anybody in the league. So he needs to score a little bit more. He needs to get better in the postseason. He hasn't done that yet except for last night. So if he continues to play this way, I don't think Denver is going to lose this series. I think they'll, I'm still holding my reservation of Denver in seven. Yeah, but, I think they'll win that seventh game maybe now, but it's gonna it's yeah. gonna go to seven. I'm I'm almost positive on that. Yeah, it feels like San Antonio's just gotten in every little place that it hurts every single time, which is classic Popovich. It's just he knows what he's looking at on the tape and knows how to exploit those those deficiencies, and that's what he it really it. comes down to. Yeah, he's so great at scheming, and that guy Lenny White is that his name, Lenny White. I think so, yeah. Jeez, I don't know why I'm blanking on that. But, uh, yeah, he's come out of nowhere. University of Colorado. Dude, do y'all think – so, Jamal Murray is somebody that was pretty high on this year because, he, I mean, he stepped up, averaged 18 points a game. But it's starting to feel like – and, I mean, it's shown in this series that he's going to kind of fall into that Lou Williams, J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford kind of category where he can just go off for, like, 45, five times a year and, and be a really good scorer and hit big threes. but he's going to give you an O for 19 game every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. It does have that same feel. Yeah. It has that same exact feel. I agree. But I mean, the fact that they've willed this thing, Derek white is who you're thinking of Josh. Yeah. That's Uh, exactly what I meant. I just looked it up and I was like, man, where did I get Lenny from? But go ahead. I digress. But I was Jamal Murray just turned 22 right at the end of the season. So yeah, I mean, he's still got, he's still got two or three more years before I'm going to lump him in there, but it's just starting to feel like that because he was, freaking incredible at the end of game two yeah he really was but like, he was a non-factor in game three non-factor and he, he was not good great in game four even though they won he was not great um 
But, dude, that game, too, I was like, holy shit, this guy, this is like Lou Williams. Like, he made, like, four threes in a row. And I was just like... To close that game out. Like, in transition with, like, 20, 19 or 20 seconds left on the shot clock, and he just stopped from, like, 26 feet and faded. And the whoever was commentating was like, what a bad shot! And he just nailed it. And it was just, like, <laughs> a game, game it was a solidifier. And I was like, wow, this guy's showing some, uh, some nuts. He's a Canadian, too. I don't typically listen to the commentators Not, too much, to be honest with you. I pretty much have headphones in for most of it. Yeah, I mute, I mute and play music 90% of the time. Yeah, I just can't listen to what they have to say. They're just I, morons 90% of the time. I love Jeff Van Gundy. He's by <laughs> far my favorite. I know you do. I don't understand why. You guys oh, are so, so far off on the Jeff Van Gundy. I know. I love Jeff Van Gundy. But yeah, Jamal Murray, first game, I, I gave him heat because he's he's young. He's in his third year, I think. And um, he had a turnover and then a mystery at the end to lose the game in the first game. Then he came back and he did what he did. He had like, yeah, four, four threes in a row or something like that, two or three threes in a row to seal that game. So he's playing really well. He's going to continue to get better. Um, Denver has a really bright future. Especially if they sign Anthony Davis this summer. Yep. And they are, you said they're a dark horse. And I think that, I mean, that package would include Jamal Murray. So it'd be interesting to see what that would look like. But indeed. Part of me still wants to see, even though I'm a Spurs hater, I want to see the Spurs upset right now. I don't know why. I feel like I guess because all the guys that I grew up hating are not on the team anymore. Exactly. And I also feel like I root for Pop in a way at this point. Like that dude's had like a hell of a year. He just lost his wife last year. Like I like I like Pop and I respect Duncan. Not really Parker or Ginobili. I kind of hate all three of them, but I respect Duncan. But now that those guys are gone. I kind of like like DeRozan, Aldridge. Like I kind of like their team. It's a good story. Patty Mills is still there for some crazy reason, but <laughs> the guy's been there forever. Jamal Crawford's the next might be Patty Mills. Just come off the bench and hit, you know, five threes in twenty minutes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what about this OKC Portland series, Josh? I mean, is it tonight? Tonight is uh, we got what, I think eight thirty tip off tonight. That's yeah. a must win, right? Absolutely. Oh, definitely, yeah. Josh, yeah, you can't you send him back to. Sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, I was just saying, Josh. What do you think? Uh, you can't send him back to Portland up three games to two, or three games to one. Excuse me, you can't. Um, tonight's a must win. If they lose this game, they lose in the series. There's a really good chance. I give them a sixty-five to seventy percent chance of losing this series right now. Um, that's that's different. Vegas has got it. I think they're minus or plus. Uh, they're like plus one seventy, so they're still not. That's more of like a 55-45 type of split. Yeah, I, I I think there's a very good chance, and I hate to say this as a Thunder fan, I think there's a very good chance that they lose this this um, series just because Paul George, dude, he plays – He's there's definitely something wrong with Paul There's something George. wrong with it, he's, but you don't know which one's going to show up either is the other part. He might have that. surgery at the at the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, people are – there's a rumor going around that saying he's – Saying he's playing with a torn rotator torn, cuff. Torn rotator cuff. It I heard that like as it. well. I mean, yeah. it's definitely shoulder related. He's got the KT tape all over his shot. Exactly. Looks a little different. Shot nineteen percent from the field in the last game. Yeah, you can't. Do and that. Russ is just not shooting well in general. He's doing a lot of other things well in this series, but he's a little erratic. He played really well in Game Three. Um, he shot good from three, which is hard to believe. And he outplayed Dame in that game and. Watching them two go back and forth has been my favorite part of this series because their competitiveness and dis- kind of dislike and respect for one another is really good. Uh, but Dame's been the best player in the series, and I, I, I said it uh, when I picked you know midseason or a little after the All Star break. I, I had him on my second team All NBA. Damian Lillard is a top ten player in the NBA right now in this very moment. There are not ten better players in the league right now. I don't have any problem with that. He's leading the. Uh, Playoffs, he's averaging 30.3 uh, points per game in the playoffs, which is is leading. His field goal percentage could be better, but he shoot, I mean, he's shooting pretty good from three. He's yeah. better than Russell Westbrook. He's, he's better he's than Russell also- Westbrook. No, he is. So, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of this year, even probably like midway through the year, I would have said the point guard hierarchy was Steph, Russ, Kyrie, Dame. And now I, I really would go Steph, Dane, Kyrie, Russ. 
Yeah, I would too. And he's like offensively, let's say that you just break it down to just playing offense and Russell's stats versus Dame's stats. There's not much different there as far as stats because Dame shoots the lights out, scores great, and has is a great passer, but he doesn't get the rebounds that Russell does. Um, stats are a wash, but dude, when you watch those two play defense against each other, like Dame is playing so much harder and playing so much better than defense than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and he's historically is, been a poor defender. Yeah, pathetic, dude. If you're Westbrook, you can't don't take your pride on the offensive end of the court. Like I get that your team doesn't have great offense and that you have to facilitate a lot of that, but you need to take pride on the defensive end of the court because that's how you have been winning these games all these years. Like there's something obviously wrong to Paul George with Paul George, but Paul George took 16 shots and Russ took 22 last game. Granted Paul George shot 19% from the field, but Russell needs to be, I've watched Russell dribble up and shoot these contested threes with Damon in his face all series long, he just happened to make him this last game. He needs to take pride in holding Damian Lillard to less than 25 points per game or making well it said. or making it way yeah. more difficult and having him, having him take way more shots. I agree with that, too. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The other thing is their defense hasn't been as good. It looked really good in game three, and that's ultimately won, won the game because when you have your superstar shoot 19% from the field, like that's not a recipe for success. Their defense was what won in that game but they're still not punishing Cantor for being on the court on offense. Cantor in the first two games was, was in 16 pick and rolls in two, in two games. And he's playing, what is he playing? He's playing, he's playing 30 minutes a game. Yeah. That's, that's no way he should be on the court for that long. Yeah. You got to punish him for that. He, they, I saw less than that. I can think of less than seven times that we put him in the pick and roll and put him into the pick and roll defender in game three. I don't have the exact stat, but it was like, you have to have to, whoever that dude is guarding, whoever they hide him on, bring him up and have him set a screen and just pick and roll against him the entire time. You have to make him a defensive liability because what happens then, then instead of him having on the court for 30 minutes and having 19 points and what did he have for rebounds? They only had five rebounds. Three of them were offensive. That's actually a pretty bad game in game three. But instead of making that happen, 19 points, you have Zach Collins uh, playing playing heavy or Myers Leonard playing heavy because those are the only two guys that you can play defensively. You have to attack that guy and get him off the court. Why don't they seem to be able to handle that? Is that a Billy Donovan thing? It's 100% a Billy Donovan thing. Yeah. I don't even, I don't understand how Russell Westbrook can identify that. He's an all-time great pick-and-roll ball handler, and he's great at punishing bigs on that pick-and-roll. Like, if Donovan doesn't tell you to do it, you need to be able to identify that as a point guard and as a person that's supposed to be a facilitator on that team. I don't understand. I don't get it at all. I mean, do you feel like it has something to do with the fact that it cl- his, inst- his basketball instincts seem to be clouded at times trying to pad his stat lines the way he does? I mean, come on. We... All know he's playing for stats at different times. You can just tell. And do you think that clouds his judgment at times? It almost feels like it. In the playoffs, the only thing that I see him playing for stats for are rebounds. I don't think he plays for stats for points or assists in playoffs. Um, I would say that he probably does in the regular season. He only had five rebounds that last game. I I didn't really see him playing for stats that last game. His game, I watch a lot of Russ, and his game is different in the playoffs. He's more team and win oriented in the playoffs he just hasn't played particularly great well but don't you like what i'm saying is i'm not saying that he's doing that right now what i'm saying is i mean don't you think that if you play that way all year it's something that you can't necessarily just sure. turn on and off like it's yeah. a little harder than just it's easier said than done I, mean, I think you say. can to an extent but yeah there might be some lingering effects there for sure i mean it's not out of the question it seems like they're lost a lot of times when true leaders of teams that push their teams through a full season like Sands 2018-19 LeBron, LeBron's yeah. done every other year, is just said, this is what we need to do. This is what we're doing. No, I would agree we with that. Charge. I think I think there's definitely something to it. Um, I do think the primary reason for OKC not being up in the series and if they lose it, not winning the series is Paul George's health. Uh, I, I really think that's the biggest, the biggest thing we could chalk this up to. But I will say whoever wins this series – and I, I think you guys might disagree with this. Whoever wins this series, I think will be in the Western Conference Finals because they will play uh, the winner of San Antonio and Denver. Yeah. I honestly don't – I don't disagree with that. However, if San Antonio goes – if San Antonio beats Denver, I would have major concerns for OKC against them. I think Portland will be fine against them. 
I would have yeah. more concerns against San Antonio than I would uh, Denver. What if San Antonio gets in the Western Conference Finals? It's like Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time at that point. It's not even debatable. They generally, I would give a 25% chance to San Antonio getting in the Western Conference Finals at this point. Yeah, I, I might mean, go a little higher than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of where my head's at too. Uh, so, I mean, that kind of wraps up the, the Western Conference. I've, I've enjoyed what I've so, seen so far. Uh, as we kind of transition to the East, these series haven't been as competitive in my eyes, but still some pretty good basketball, maybe better than what we were expecting. We can start with this Milwaukee-Detroit series and, and move on quickly from that because that has just been an ass-whooping that Josh predicted. That. I think they've won all three games in double digits. Can we just move on from this series now? Like I feel like we've already spent enough time on it. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> say this. Fuck Reggie my, Jackson. That dude, guy sucks. Dude. My prediction – sorry, go ahead. No, nothing. I was just going to say the whole – this whole thing, even with Blake playing last night, it was a goddamn train wreck. Yeah, and he's not healthy. Like, this is no. a joke. Yeah. I was going to say, good on him for playing, dude. He played 30 minutes last night. What's the point? And had 27. <laughs> well, they're going to stop him now, but he had 27, 7, and 6. Like, good for him. If nothing else, show your heart, Blake. Like, that's, yeah. that's good. Blake had a great year, and he, he can hang his hat on a good game, but, I mean, they're just so outmatched. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's unreal. My prediction for this series was that Giannis would never play more than 30 minutes a game. And so far, he did play 30 minutes in this game, too. But it was 24 and 27 the other two. So, like, this is these are all blowouts. And they have won by double digits in all games, as predicted by you as well. And I think they'll win double digits tonight, too. I have yeah. no, wait, no, no, they're on uh, – my bad. They're on uh, tomorrow. I have another question. How is Wayne Ellington still playing basketball in this league? <laughs> Can I get a contract, man? Like, give me a shot. Not only is he playing in this league, he's a starter in this league. For well, Detroit. Well, yeah. right, but in the I'm st- well. <laughs> I mean, still a playoff team. I would have started Luke Kennard over him. Yeah. Let me. Reggie Jackson's their other starter. I mean that their backcourt is fucking horrible. To be honest, I didn't realize Zaza was on this team. Well, you know he, he's just out out there grinding away, waiting for to hurt somebody. Oh, for yeah. Sure. He's he's sitting on the bench going, "Let me." Get in underneath Giannis's feet on a jump <laughs> shot, coach. Yeah, he played four uh, minutes last. Giannis didn't take Giannis didn't take jump shots, so that's good. <laughs> that's true. Um, here's what I will say, dude. Watching watching Milwaukee sweep through the through these uh, Pistons, they their fourth best player on their team is a seven footer that can shoot from the logo, can put the ball on the court, and had five blocks last game. <laughs> That's insane. That team is Brooke Lopez has really come into a, a, an unpredictable zone. Uh, yeah. I guess you're saying Eric Bledsoe is the third best player there, correct? Yeah. Dude, he's been playing really good. He played really well the other night. Um, he did. I'm still waiting for the wheels to fall off there. Maybe I'll just be waiting. Maybe they'll win the finals and I'll just be waiting for it the whole time. But I just, I, for whatever reason, I don't trust Eric Bledsoe. Not in big moments like that. No. Dude, I mean – He's playing really well, and he's he in a system that's he's in a system that works for him. That system is predicated because it, it allows running. his athleticism to shine. Yeah, and he can knock down a three, mm-hmm. so that's big. Like he's not having to create his own shot, which is a problem that he's had previously. Is that he had to always create his own shot when he was on the Clippers. Now he can sit there with his hands up and let the best, the best freaking uh, target in the in the league put a, a ball in his shooting pocket and either shoot a three or dribble past a guy that's rotating at him. They run like crazy too. So that great, great spot for Eric Bledsoe to end up in. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. Bucks look awesome. They're depending on what mood I'm in, the first, second, or third best team in the NBA. But it's like it's like them, Houston or Golden State's gonna win the championship. I think that's pretty clear. Uh Toronto, you give them an outside shot too, but the Bucks look really, really good right now. And I picked Toronto to win the East, so I hope I'm right. But uh Giannis and them look look good. But I will say we'll, we'll transition to Toronto-Orlando series. I think Toronto's playing a better team. Like, Orlando is a better team than Detroit. Yeah, oh, yeah. certainly. Certainly. Jonathan Isaac's been really damn good in that series, too. Yeah, Aaron Gordon's had some nice moments. Um, Josh mentioned it on Tuesday's pod. A good defensive team. Oh, yeah. Prior to the series, I might have said that Detroit was a little bit better. And, I mean, a big thing is that – an issue with it is Blake is hurt. As a matter of fact, I think we all said that that Detroit was better because before we knew that Blake yep. was like going to be out for that series. Before we knew Blake was going to be out. But if you watch these games, Orlando's look good, and your boy Aaron Gordon's look pretty good. Yeah, he's he's really like 
he's really coming to his own. He's not the number four player that, or he was drafted number four overall. He's not that player. He's not what they had hoped he would become, but he is playing really well. He's a really great role player. He just he's a fringe play. level all-star. No, he's more than a role player. He's more than a role player. Like, isn't there something between a star and a role player? Like, isn't there just like starter maybe? Like, yeah. he's, in, he's in between a star and a role player. That's, that's what he is to me. Yeah. But he's like I mean, a I career 18 and eight guy. Like, What's your expectation for the fourth overall pick? Like, you can't expect it to be a Hall of Famer. Right. I, I think the top – if I'm picking in the top five, I am trying and maybe not expecting, but I'm definitely trying for an all-star. And yeah, you're, you're hoping this guy makes three to five all-star teams. Yeah, he'll never all-star, I don't think. I don't either, but he's going to be – if, he, if he's a career 18 and 8 guy, it's just not an L to me. But uh, So I just flipped on the Toronto game, and he just did something that I've seen him do a few times in this series is hit, hit an open three and pretty consistently. So him adding that to his game, because, I mean, you know as well as I do, he's, a, he's an elite athlete and he can get to the bucket and he's a good rebounder and a, an above average defender. Like him adding that to his game is huge. He's a great defender. That This guy, I've said this to you, um, this guy is Zion Williamson minus 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Zion might be able to jump a little bit higher. I don't know. Aaron Gordon has some hops. He can but jump like, higher. He can. Because Aaron Gordon's taller and longer arms, and I still think Zion could probably touch the same height. Yeah. That's the th- – I finally – I was watching Aaron Gordon play two or three weeks ago, and I actually put it on my Facebook. Like, Zion Williamson is Aaron Gordon with on steroids. But um, I but, think that's why I've been so afraid of Zion all this time is because – I've seen what happened to Aaron Gordon and how he couldn't do anything in the NBA without his jump shot. And I think like, that's, I'm afraid of that with Zion. I think that's fair. And I know how much you've watched Aaron Gordon. So I respect uh, that opinion and your thought process of how you got there. However, I, I do disagree because I think there's two things coming into the league that Zion is much better at than Aaron Gordon. And that is ball handling and playmaking. Like he has better vision and passing already by a mile. Like, He's not quite at that rookie entering level of as far as vision and ball handling and facilitating as Ben Simmons, LeBron, or Luka, but he's almost right there at that, in my opinion. My, yeah, he – go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. I was just going to say my biggest thing about Aaron Gordon is just that I, I just – I can't get away from the fact that it feels like injury is going to keep him from being what he should be at some point. He's got yeah. that Blake Griffin-type play where he's just a real – kind of a bruiser type of guy in, on yeah. the basketball no, court. Re- no regard for his body. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there's like one person that can do that, and that's Shaq. So, you know. Uh, and and Le- LeBron's been really conservative with his body the, for the last three to five years. But yeah. for like 10 years straight there, I was like, how is LeBron playing 70-plus games a year? Like this yeah, dude just. But LeBron doesn't throw his body around with wanton regard to. No, anything. maybe not. No, you know, maybe not. But I mean, it's just player. like. He's just a different type of player. Even. I guess the point I'm trying to make is there's like two or three guys every decade that'll have that kind of genetics. Cause that comes down to genetics and hard work ethic and taking yeah. care of your body sure. um, that can just take that kind of beating. And it's just not, you can't expect everyone to be able to take that kind of beating. Just call it intuition. I don't know. Something tells me that it won't, it won't end with like an all-star type career with him. I agree. But I mean, you're with me like 18 and eight with the fourth yeah. overall pick is not a, it's not a win, but it's not a catastrophe. Not to a me, loss, that's yeah. almost like the the par value. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I agree with that. Um, Aaron Gordon, coming out of high school, had the number two. So, like, they do, like, yeah. the, the Nike the Nike uh, EY, EYEBL, um, like, uh, competitions and things like that. He scored number two with a 94.8 out of 100 on ball handling skills. Wow. That That's hard Dude. to believe, but – Man, he, so Aaron Gordon was also – I think he was the number one or two overall recruit coming out. Yeah, I think but, he was three. Three? But that was – it's been in the league four years. He played one in Arizona. Of, well, that was probably about 2013 that he was coming yeah. out of high school. Yeah. The game's changed a lot since then. Like It has it has changed a lot. I, I just say that, like, it, like, if you watch him in college, he was one of the best passing big men I've ever seen in my life. He was – he had unbelievable handles. He just never had a jump shot, so he's always having to dribble into somebody's right. body. And that's right. what Zion looks like, except for he has 60 pounds on him. Dude, you know? I don't know, man. There's just plays Zion made where I was like, holy shit. Like, the fact that this kid can see this, yeah. the fact that this, you know, defensive end on steroids just dropped that dime is pretty intense. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
that's true. Speaking of Justin's point of Shaq um, being with his no wanton regard for his body, he did that in the offseason too, which is what makes Shad special is that he didn't care about anything and he still showed up and was the great one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. So right. that's that to me, like I think people forget that is that he actually didn't care about basketball and he could have been so much better than he, he could. So I do hope that Zion continues. And that was just built on body. Right. I hope that Zion does great. I hope that he does great. I just have real big fears for him just because I've watched Aaron Gordon and what he has not become when I had hoped that he had become this thing. No, I, I understand that. And just kind of get back to the series. Like Toronto, even though these games have been close and this game looks like it might be close here um, on, on their home court, even though it's early, uh, Orlando's got a lot of heart. I just I think I think their style too. I mean, they blew them out in game two, but I think – Games one and three are close. This one might be close. I think Raptors' style is just maybe play good defense. Like, I just feel like they're going to be in a lot of close games, but I haven't seen anything from them yet where I'm like, oh, shit, I can't believe I picked them to win the East. This was this was idiotic of me. Even though Milwaukee looks better, I still think Toronto looks fine and they'll get out of this series in five. And uh, Pascal Siakam has been freaking awesome, man. It's just going to – Kyle Lowry will be the X factor because I, I expect good things out of Kawhi and Pascal. Yeah, I was about to say, I felt that whenever Kyle Lowry went zero for seven and argued that he had a good game. I felt like I can't believe Kyle picked these guys to win the East. But uh, he, he turned around with the next game with, I think, he, what did he have? He had a great game. Like, 20, had, like 21, but real efficient, had some big shots. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably somewhere in between because, Josh, you were clearly not a big fan of Lowry's take. Justin loved the, uh, the audacity. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's – I I agree with Justin. You take some nuts on you to be like, yeah, I brought a lot to the table tonight with no fucking points. Dude, I'm but telling you, I'm, I'm it's a fan. also it's also idiotic at the same time. So I don't know how I feel about Toronto. I'm just hoping they're not going to be same old Toronto. Boy, they yeah. they facilitate ball movement better than just about any team in the playoffs, though. They yeah, just well, I mean, when Danny Green and Kawhi out there, kind of looks and you got Gasol, kind of looks like the Spurs are playing. Yeah, go figure, right? Yeah. It really does, but In a uh, very similar system at that. Yeah, let's hit on your uh, your boys, uh, your your Celtics, man. They, I mean, they closed out. Okay, you don't have Vic, you don't have the best score. I think we we all anticipated Boston to win this series. I didn't anticipate a sweep. Uh, playoff Kyrie, dude, was that game game three? He took over. Yeah, game three, he took over. Holy big time. shit, man! Like Kyrie is so good. He's such a good ball handler. Uh, Jalen Brown stepped up and like. Made like four out of four threes. Like, where the hell yeah. has that been all year? Dude, Jalen Brown came out. Came out. Everybody was wet. Everybody couldn't. Like, nobody could miss. And, and uh, but once again, we had Tatum not getting to the line, which was annoying. But and, and some better pretty today. Uh, better today. But still, some blatant calls that he probably should have gotten to the line on. He's just not getting those types of NBA calls. On top of the fact that he really doesn't know how to get to the line very well. On top yeah. of that, though. I mean, they couldn't miss, but the second half of that thing ground to an absolute halt. And yep. but I, the one thing I said whenever this uh, series was starting was that if they can start getting the offense running through Hayward and kind of be a subset of running through Kyrie, they're going to be in really good shape here. And I, I feel like they're on a on a good path for the first time all year. Yeah. And you're, but you're going to run in the train in Milwaukee. So what's your confidence level like there? I have no idea yet. Talk, check back with me in like a week. <laughs> That's fair. Justin, do you think this team is better than, than the Raptors? Uh, it depends on what night you get them on. You know? I do. I think they're better than the Raptors right now. I think they're playing better. I think they're, they're more, more fluid and more talented than the Raptors. And, I mean, even Terry was contributing some today. And yeah. that's that's something they haven't really had at all. The Raptors still have the best player in the series which is i mean that's not an end-all be-all but that does matter most of the time yeah it does the raptors two, i was just gonna say real quick the raptors would be really hard to match up against i feel like for boston a lot of al horford defense yeah well you could put you can put uh danny green on Kyrie, or you put Ka Kawhi on Kyrie, and then danny green on tatum and then you get siakam on uh on hayward and yeah. Or or uh, Siakam on Horford, Horford, and then you got Ibaka as well. Like you just got a lot of good defensive players on Toronto. So I, and they got like the lineup they're playing right now. I think they're starting is Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi, Siakam, Siakam and Gasol, and then they bring Ibaka off the bench. Like that's a really good starting six. That's versatile, no doubt about it. 
that's this is where you need like a Marcus Smart or something like that, and those yeah, prospects yeah. don't look great. Siakam's a true one through five defender, and you don't yeah. see those very often. I, I really like the way that he plays. Here's what I think: I think the Celtics. Normally, I would say they're going to go as far as Jason Tatum can take them, but uh, they got Milwaukee next round, so I don't know if that's going to happen. But um, here, here's why I say that: Game two, um, Jason Tatum had what do you have like 25 24 25 he shot two mid-range shots the entire game he made one of them but that's the jason tatum that i want to see he was one two three four five six three for six from the three-point line shooting layups and two mid-range shots like that's the jason tatum that i want to see that's the jason tatum that was there last year and that's when he's best is when he's not taking that one dribble into the into the mid-range 15 footer when somebody closes out on him but he's staying there and shooting threes or attacking that's yeah. huge, and I think that you guys will go very far. I think it's you'll like win a couple games against Milwaukee if he does that. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. I, I agree. Jason Tatum's so good. It's like he's just got to figure out how to play his game. Yeah, figure out how to take advantage of your skill set. But uh, coming in, I would if you know I saw Boston. I just I saw them as like not a threat to Milwaukee. Quite frankly, like I would say maybe they'll take them five games. I think they could take them six or seven the way they're playing right now. I mean, yeah. I'd give them a, an A or an A minus the way they just swept that series. I mean, they uh, took them seven games without Kyrie last year. And Hayward. yes, but Giannis is on, on a whole nother planet. I'm aware, but I'm just saying that it's a lot of the same people. Uh, you, it, but you have a more comp, you have a competent coach for the first time in a long time. So I mean, Milwaukee has a lot more on their side. But I'm just saying that they. Brooke Lopez is a huge X factor, man. That he's huge. pulling from 28 and blocking shots. Like that's the big. That's really the biggest difference. Like him and Kyrie. Like he's that big of a deal where him and Kyrie almost factor each other out. Almost, yeah. And and, and then the Giannis is, you know, coming into his greatness. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting series. I mean. Unfortunately, as great of a second round matchup that that's going to be, it's going to get overshadowed by Houston Golden State because that's just like an all time great second round matchup. Certainly. Yeah. This is the most talent I think I've seen in the playoffs, or the best teams that I've seen in the playoffs in yeah. a long time. Well, yeah, just of all the teams that are there, because I think the, the best two teams are Golden State and probably Houston. No, well, Golden State, Milwaukee, and then Houston, and then probably Boston and Toronto. Like, those are I, I genuinely believe that on both sides of the bracket, there are three or four teams that could go to the finals. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean, you guys both got a a, a dog in the race, you know, so it's a little bit different. Um, or a dog in the fight, horse in the race, but uh, yeah, you know, the Mavericks are obviously nowhere near. Well, they make they may compete next year, but uh, a lot of LeBron's things not in way. it. So for me, I was kind of not super hyped about the playoffs this year but it's been awesome man i'm with you like the talent level in the league is the highest it's ever been no doubt and it's been a lot of fun watching it but to me it's been great because the east hasn't just been a foregone conclusion from the beginning yep. and yes. uh, and i haven't had to hear nothing about or i haven't i've heard nothing but um uh, you know throughout the playoffs in previous years nothing other than lebron stuff and i, I get sick of that and this actually makes you want to watch other teams and see how it's going to shake out yep I agree. I agree. Uh, Philly, Philly, Brooklyn. That's been a fun series. Uh, I think, I think Philly's a really good team that, you know, we talked about a little bit on Tuesday when they're hot, they're as good as anybody when they're cold, they are worse than anyone in the playoffs, except the Pistons. (laughs) Uh, That's not actually possible. Um, (laughs) But Man, I and I I like the tenacity they're playing with. You know, they got in that little scuffle last night with Embiid and um, Jared Dudley, who does not want problems with Jimmy Butler. I assure you, but just I, I really like the intensity um, that they're playing with. I think they're starting to come together as a team. They haven't played a lot of t- games together. Uh, when they're when they're really clicking, I, I love this team. This is my favorite team. Uh, that's in the playoffs right now, and I, I'd love to see them win. And I love the Joel Embiid trolling of the three-one in his post-game interview. I know Josh got a kick out of that. Yeah, I love that. For the listeners that didn't hear it, uh, it was um, somebody asked him about how big that that win was, and he says, "You know, you don't want to. We don't want to go up three-one and then have a Warriors situation." And it was just I I texted you guys and said. Embiid's a national treasure. Um, yeah, and he just starts crack. He's you know he starts cracking up, and Jimmy Butler walks off like, Jesus yeah, he walks Christ, off. 
I don't want to be a part of this at all, but he's, <laughs> he's secretly just laughing his ass off too. That was, dude, that made me like Joel Embiid so much more. Yeah, dude, he's, he's great. I don't understand how Jared Dudley is at the center of everybody's like of these shows. Like he, he went 16 minutes and had zero points last night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but like, it's like, you look at that dude and you're like, Dude, shouldn't you be standing in front of a grill in your new balances that are grass stained and calling people <laughs> champs somewhere? Like, what are you doing on a basketball court? What's the over-under on how many seconds it would take for Jimmy Butler to actually knock him out if they really got to fight? <laughs> like, why is Jared Dudley starting shit with Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler? Like, these are, like, elite athletes, and you look like someone's dad. Dude, he does look like someone's dad, exactly like someone's dad. He, um, Jimmy yeah. Butler would murder someone in, like, 0.5 seconds. If it, I mean, he would... Aaron Hernandez the shit out of that thing. <laughs> Telling you. Dude, he really he he would be one of the last guys in the uh in the league that you, you'd want to fight. But uh dude, Ben Simmons last two games, positive plus minus, getting to the hoop. He's he was uh nine for ten or ten for eleven in game three, seven for twelve yesterday. Fuck it. I don't care if he can't shoot. Like, I, I keep going back and forth on this. Just keep making him do it. The, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. If he's driving the basket going 10 for 12, like, I don't care. If you're going to give me 25 points, it doesn't matter how you get it. Yeah. He I'm, had 31 on 11 for 13. I'm that with game. you, but he's never going to shake it off if he doesn't just kind of keep trying to shoot through it. You have to do it. He has Agreed. to do it. They're not going to get yeah, any further. But he doesn't have to be good at it. Right. But they're going to get, they're going to get waxed by Milwaukee if, you know, if it comes down to that, if yeah, they can't, I would agree with that. that going, uh, they, it's just it's not possible. It's really not, dude. But he's so good. Like he's behind Luca and Giannis, the one guy I'd want to start a franchise around in the NBA. But hmm. you can't have one of your main starters like that in that in the point guard position with 15 points in a game. It just can't happen. It was on 12. It was on 12 shots. I'm just, but I'm just saying that, like, it's you can have your point guard go for 15 if he's going to give you 10 and 10. Not against a team involving Giannis. I mean, he also gave you 30, 32, or 31 the other night. I mean, it's hit and miss. I'm just, I get what you're saying. I'm with you, but at some point, you've got to just shoot through it. Otherwise, I don't it's know, a man. This, like I said, there. this is my favorite team that's left in the playoffs. I'm just really right. hoping that they can, they can do something. I like the personalities on this team. I think it's a complete shit show and. At the end of the day, they're probably not going to win the Eastern Conference, but I would love to see it, honestly. Ben Simmons, to me, looks like a six foot ten Jason Kidd at the beginning of his career. Like just a great a great passer, had no jump shot whatsoever. But he gets to the he knows rim. how to get to the rim, yeah, and finish at the rim, except for Ben Simmons is six foot ten and a flipping monster. Um I yeah, think I, think I agree like with Ron. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys in that, like, um, he does need to develop a jump shot. It's something that's definitely necessary in this day and age. If we were if we were in this series and we took Ben Simmons and picked him up and put dropped him into 2000, it'd be like, that guy's going to be an all-time great. That guy's – he doesn't even have to j- develop a jump shot. He's an all-time great right now. But the the way that this game is different – and actually Colin Cowherd talked about this a lot. Um, it was something I don't Justice really – boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he has some really great takes and he has some really bad takes. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes he puts out those bad takes just for views. But what he said is he feels bad for Russell Westbrook. It was after that horrible game that he had. He said because he spent his entire life creating the, his play style, which was a slasher, get to the rim and be explosive. And the NBA has left him behind like a business world has left a 50-year-old that doesn't know how to use a computer behind because the NBA is all about <laughs> shooting threes. And the NBA is all about being able to spread the floor now. And I think Ben Simmons yep. is in that same same group now. Luckily, Ben Simmons is young, and hopefully he can develop that a little bit more. Russell, it's a little bit too late for him. But I agree that Ben Simmons needs to develop some sort of jumper. But, man, is he freaking electric to watch whenever he goes 11 for 13 on 31 points and has 9 and 9. And they're all dunks, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he's definitely one of the three or four best guys in transition right now. Like – Giannis in transition is the best player. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Steph in transition is kind of crazy, too, because he could just stop on a dime at any point. But, yeah. I mean, when Ben Simmons has a full head of steam going to the rim, he is one of the best finishers in the league. But, yeah, I agree with that 
Well, it's going to be interesting to see how these series play out. Um, we'll get another episode out to you guys here uh, middle to the end of the week once the first round's kind of uh, closing up and we'll be able to see where these second round matchups look like and start to preview and hopefully there's no no injuries. That's been another good thing aside, aside from Boogie. Hopefully I didn't just put the uh, kiss of death on somebody, but aside from Boogie, we've had everyone stay relatively healthy, which has been which has been crucial. Yeah. But all right, guys, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for today. But we'll try to get an episode out to you, like I said, middle of the week, and uh, we'll look forward to it, guys. We'll see you later. Later. See you, man. Peace.